So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica. Welcome to So We Met Online. If this is your first time listening to the show, we invite you to visit us online at sowemetonline.com. Listen Go to the archives. Listen to the archives and some of our past episodes. They're great. And you want to get caught up on all of our epic stories and some of our wonderful topics about the world of online dating. As a dating coach, I get a lot of interesting questions from my clients. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> they run the gamut. I always tell my clients there is no dumb question. You know, ask me whatever you want. It ranges from texting to sex to anything in between. Although I don't know that those are the two extremes, texting, <laughs> texting and sex. But Would that be sexting? Uh, <laughs> uh, do you remember this game in college? Uh, we used to play this game, Sex Tetris. I always thought it should have been called Sextress, where it's Tetris, but you have to align the body parts, and it would make these noises when you got it right, like, oh, ooh. Anyway, uh, we compiled for this episode some commonly asked questions from clients. All the names have been changed, so don't worry about that, but we thought it would be really helpful to share these with everyone because they come up a lot, and we're going to talk through it. Yeah, that'd be great. So the first one is a question from Sherry, who is 34 years old in Nashville, Tennessee. She asks, after four dates with a guy I really, really like, but with whom I do not feel a romantic connection at all, can I still break it off by text? It isn't about what's comfortable for me. Sure. Uh, He's such a great guy and I don't want to string him along. Do you have a suggestion either way? I do indeed have a suggestion. So I'm going to tell you what I told Sherry, okay. and then we'll talk yep. through it. I said, to answer your question, it will be okay to break things off via text after the fourth date, though a call would be a bit nicer and more personal, assuming that texting has been your primary means of communication. Mm-hmm. So if you have only communicated by text, then a text would be more appropriate. Sure. Yeah. It would be strange to have a call out of the blue had you never called each other before. If that has been your primary mode of communication, then I recommend texting him something like this. I just wanted to let you know that I've really enjoyed getting to know you over these four dates. Thank you for everything. I gave it some thought recently, and unfortunately, the romantic connection I'm looking for just isn't there for me. But I think you're great and only wish the best for you. Happy to chat if you like. Thanks again. I've said before, when you're tactful and honest... Look, he's probably disappointed by this. I mean, Sherry's a catch. But he can't really be angry with her for not having the feeling she has. She was honest about it. Yeah, I agree with all of that. There are a couple of options here. Just because she doesn't have a romantic connection with the guy right now, that doesn't mean that she couldn't continue to explore him, especially if she really, really likes the guy. Yeah, but she gave it four dates, which is a lot. I mean, I I tell people to give it two dates if you're not sure. Well, there's a good question. How many dates should somebody give somebody before saying, no, this just isn't going to work? I mean, it differs per person. I would say always more than one if you're not sure. If you're curious, if you want to have one more conversation with someone, I always say that's the criteria for a second date. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, am I stringing someone along if I continue to go out with them just to see? And I say no, because the whole point of dating is to see if you're compatible, right? 
if you thought it was stringing someone along, then you have to make a decision after the first date every time. Right. And I would go back to what we've been saying is the communication is the key. Yeah. If you feel as if you want to continue to see where this is progressing, then tell the person, I want to see where this has continued to progress. I can't guarantee anything's going to happen. Sure. But I'd like to at least keep seeing you. Absolutely. Now, do I think it's leading someone on if you decide to uh, sleep with them and you know <laughs> go on weekend trips with them and you're still not sure? Yes. yes that yes. would be leading someone yeah. on. But there is nothing wrong with continuing to go on dates with someone to see if there's a connection. Right. Now, back to the original question, mm-hmm. is the texting okay? I think in general, the texting is okay. I do agree to your point that it depends upon the means by which they have been communicating Correct. You know, currently. However, I will say, and maybe this is me being a little bit more old-fashioned or me being wishing that there was more openness in the world even today i would after four dates would prefer that she calls me i agree like i said it would be nicer and more personal right however we know how the world works right you know how on facebook everybody wishes you happy birthday yeah. so this year for my birthday i posted on facebook i wanted to try a social experiment here i want to try to do something different i don't care if i've known you for 20 years or if i've only just met you last week I would love to hear your voice. So call oh, me. Oh, how nice. So call me to wish me a happy birthday how many calls did you instead get? of posting on Facebook. I received 50 <gasps> phone calls. That's amazing. And it was amazing because I got to talk to people I hadn't heard from in years. So you just left your number on Facebook? I did. I just Woo. publicly left my phone number and I said, call me to wish me birthday. I had people call to sing happy birthday. I had received calls from people I haven't even met in person yet, but I've wow. met on. Yeah. So it was really an amazing I'm only sorry I didn't see that. I would have called you. Now, it goes back to this question. I would love to have had that voice call from them saying, look, this is why and this is how I'm feeling. But I do understand that when it's a short term relationship and you don't necessarily know how the other person may respond on the phone call, it may be okay to text. That's the whole thing with communication these days, though. You're afraid of someone's reaction. I mean, I hate to to be flipping about it, but get over that. Right. That's exactly it. And I'll tell you, the best breakup I've ever had was after two dates or three dates. And the girl called me Mm -hmm. and she said, I'm sorry, I've met somebody else. I don't think this is going to work. And I really had fun, but I just wanted to call and tell you. Right. To this day, I appreciate that person more than anything. I completely agree. And I had gone out with someone three times, probably in the last year and a half. And... I liked him a lot as a person, but I was getting the sense that we were more on the friend track. Mm -hmm. It just, we we were comfortable in a way that wasn't romantic. So we had actually never talked on the phone before, but I thought, I actually want to keep this person in my life in some capacity, but not in a dating capacity. So I actually called him. I ended up leaving a voicemail and I said, hey, Mike, I just wanted to tell you, like, I'm getting the sense that, you know, this is moving more towards a friendship But unlike most people say, let's be friends, I actually want to be your friend. And you know what? We transferred it into a lovely friendship. He's since moved, but we still text. We we like punning together. Um, We still text our best puns. And I have to say, I believe it was because of the phone call because it makes it so much more personal. Right. 
Now, I will bring up one more quick story. Okay. I had somebody break up with me on the fourth date. Okay. I'm curious how you felt about that. Because I've told a story before where at the end of the first date, I thought he was going in for a kiss. And instead, he said, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Well, I think after the first date, (laughs) that's a lot easier to do. Sure. Now, if you're seeing somebody and you're at the fourth date and on the fourth date, she basically says, look... I wanted to talk to you about this in person as opposed to over the phone and as opposed to by text. This is how I'm feeling. I've really enjoyed spending time with you, but I don't think this is going to work. That was another. I respect that. Right. I respect that. But then I will be honest. Yeah. As I was leaving that date, I thought she just wasted my time tonight. Hmm. I could see both sides of that because on the one hand, it is nicer in person where you can actually see people's reactions. Like, have you ever heard that Louis C.K. skit? It's one of my favorites that he does where he's talking about kids and millennials, whatever, using texting and not having to see how the other person ever, ever responds. So I appreciate that she brought you to an in-person date to do that. However, I completely understand what you're saying. Like, you could have been watching The Bachelor that night. (laughs) Yeah. So Uh, we have other questions. Let's take a quick break right now. And when we come back, I have one more question from a client that sort of borders on this breakup topic, but it also gets into communication. How do you communicate with people? Great. Have you wanted to become a tutor or therapist? Maybe you already have a growing tutoring business and just need a little help managing all of your customers. Oasis is an online tutoring management system that helps you to manage staff and students, create learning plans, progress reports, generate invoices, and streamline your entire business operation. If you are looking to take your tutoring or therapy business to the next level, visit oasisonline.com. That's O-A-S-E-S online.com for a free demonstration, Oasis. The Online Tutor Management System. The next question I have here is from Jani. She's 52 years old in Chicago. And she says, I think Mark and I are about done. It's been three months. We saw each other over two weeks ago and have not really been in touch. He definitely has dropped texting me and checking in. I'm not really sure there's a reason other than he may be more about the chase than the catch. He and I will find a time to talk, I hope, but I thought I'd give you a heads up. So I said, obviously, first, I'm disappointed to hear this because, you know, it's hard to find that connection. Right. She she really liked him. Yeah. So I said, though, something seems amiss to me. I'd recommend calling him. And just asking what's going on. Because she said in her her uh, question to me, I hope we find a time to talk. Well, there's no hoping in this. You have right. to actually make a time to talk. Yeah, if you're hoping for the time, then the he's, time ju- he's not going to call you. Right. So I said I'd recommend calling him and just point blank asking him what's going on. The best way to get answers is to ask rather than assume. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what assuming does. Yeah. You may be right about the chase thing or maybe not. Regardless, I'm not defending him. I said, I don't like how he's pulled back with no indication. That's definitely a red flag. But rather than letting it go, talk it through and see what he has to say. So she did end up calling him, which I was really proud of her, to be honest, because I know that's not easy. 
you know, but she was more willing to put up a wall and say, oh, well, we're done. Let me move on. And I wasn't willing to let her do that as her dating coach yeah. because it does take a lot to find that connection with someone. And it's also really good practice, just communicating. They ended up talking and he apologized for not being in touch. I have no idea what his reason was, but he seemed to explain it fine. And they're still dating. And I'm glad. Now, would that really annoy me if someone has pulled back with no indication? Yes. And like I said, it would be a red flag. Right. Because what if you're married and that happens? Like he just like uh, works incessantly for two weeks and doesn't say hello? You know, but best to nip that in the bud now and say, I need more communication than this. What's going on? Right. Talk to me about right. it. And that's just good practice for the long run. I'm glad that they're together. That's great. I do think the topics in here, though... Are applicable across. Are you okay over there? Yeah, no, I can't talk. To this. Can be applied <laughs> across a lot of other relationships. Absolutely, and, and it doesn't have to be this particular like the pulling back thing. It could be right. anything. Right. I was talking to somebody just a couple of days ago about communication styles, mm -hmm. and we all have different communication styles. And I think one of the biggest challenges in a relationship is to understand your partner's communication style. Absolutely. And, I mean, have you read the five love languages? <clears throat> I was just going to mention that, the five love languages. <laughs> What's yours? Mine is touch and quality time. Okay. And mine is uh, verbal affirmations. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're here with me today, and thank you for all of your hard work. And... I am glad that we're spending so much time together, and I'm currently touching Chris's shoulder. Wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> There's so much love here. <laughs> so it, it's important to understand, and I'll take it from even a more simple approach. In one of my past relationships, my partner needed space before having a conversation. She would want to talk about something, but she didn't want to talk about it right now. Then she needed to kind of step away, gather her thoughts, think about it, take a moment, and then she could come back and have a conversation without getting upset or emotions in the way. Okay. For me, I'm a similar way. Like mm. I can have that conversation right then and there, or depending upon the topic, I may need to step away for a little bit. So if I'm with somebody who wants to talk about it right now, no, we have to talk about this right now, and I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about this right now, it's not that I don't want to talk about it. It's that I just don't want to talk about it while we're in this heated moment and... Right, and your partner needs to know that that's not you ignoring them exactly. or ignoring the situation. That's just your style. That's your way of productively communicating. Exactly. And so I'm not saying that this is what happened in this particular situation, but he could have dropped texting and backed off a little bit for multiple reasons. We have no idea. We can speculate right. day and night. Exactly. This is what I tell people all the time. Like They come up with a million reasons in their head about why they jump from point A to point Z, and I'm like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a step back. We never know what's going on on the other end. Because we don't necessarily know what's going on, we do know that he stopped talking and she just kind of gave up talking. Well, you... she made an assumption about why. Right. And look, it wasn't necessarily a wrong assumption. I assume if someone stops contacting me that they've lost interest, right? Because it's a strange thing to do if, if you're in a new relationship. It's a rude thing to do. Yeah. So do I wish he had given her some indication that whatever the situation was, he was busy, he was on the whatever it was? Of course. I'm not defending him. But I was just saying they should talk it through. Yeah. It's all about 
that understanding of how to communicate with each other and talking it through. But I do want to go back real quick to the five love languages. For those of you who are listening, I would highly, highly, highly recommend that you go to fivelovelanguages.com and do your own test so that you know what your love languages are. So what are the five love languages? Again, we, we talked about words of affirmation. That's mine. Yours are quality time and physical touch. Yes. The other two are acts of service, so doing something for somebody else. Right. Or receiving gifts. Correct. So if someone makes you feel special when they give you a gift, whatever that gift is, then receiving gifts is your love language. Correct. It's great to know what your love language is, but it's even more important that you know what your partner's love language is or the person who you're with. Because it's about not necessarily compatibility. Like there are no right and wrong matches in the love language, but it's about how to reciprocate and how to communicate with your partner the way that they want to be communicated with. So not to bring up The Bachelor again, but let's bring up The Bachelor again. Okay. Um, so when I was watching JoJo's season, uh, I guess last year, she was big on, and she knew it, she was big on the words of affirmation. That was her love language. And I thought it was so interesting because these men were saying, oh, I'm falling in love with you way prematurely, in my opinion. Right. But she was eating it all up yeah. because that's her love language. And I remember the episode where she let Luke, Luke Pell, go. <laughs> and people really liked him. So I would have preferred him being the bachelor of a Nick, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, he failed to say, I'm falling in love with you, or I love you, or using the word love. And she let him go that day mm -hmm. because he didn't say the exact words she needed. Yeah. So it just shows you that not only is it important, she knew her own love language, but to be able to know your partners. Now, if he wasn't right. ready to say it, he should have been let go. Right. That's fine. Yeah. For the record, I watched The Bachelor and Bachelorette for work purposes sure you do just just for the record <laughs> i do believe that there are some opportunities for incompatibility as well so for instance my love language is touch now if i find somebody who hates to be touched there's going to be problems there absolutely and if i find someone who can't express his feelings in words i'm gonna have problems too that's not to say you can't work on that. Like if you love your partner enough, you'll probably want to conform a little bit. And I do think everyone has a little piece of each love language. Like my saying I like words doesn't mean I don't like right. kissing right. or, hey, I like a gift here and there, right. you know. And what the five love language test does is it actually puts them all in order. You will have all five. It's just in what order will those all five be. Right, exactly. So with that, I think we'll wrap up here. Yeah, it's great. We'll continue answering client questions throughout the course of the season. And if you have any pressing questions that you want us to potentially answer in our podcast, feel free to comment on So We Met Online on Instagram. You can contact us through our Facebook page. Or you can contact us by sending an email to hey at sowemetonline.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you found this podcast interesting and enjoyable. So now we're asking you to do us a favor. Head over to iTunes or Google Play and give this podcast a five-star rating and a terrific review because this helps more people find the show and that will help all of us. See you soon for another exciting episode of So We Met Online.